0: Welcome to episode 81 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Flex. Bill, how you
1: doing, man? Doing good. Um, Yeah, looking forward to the long weekend. Uh, How you doing? Man, that,
0: that weekend can't come soon enough, man. I need... I need the three days to rest, recuperate and uh, just get just get my mind right after uh, after a very hectic few weeks. So I'm looking forward to it as well. So it's just you and I this week. You know, we've had a ton of guests coming in and out. We've had great, great people. I'm not even going to list some because I'll miss others that don't deserve it. But it's you and I. We're doing this thing. And uh, we're gonna have a good time. We're we're kind of doing a regular season uh, form in the middle of the off season. So, or as as our boss uh, Dynasty Outhouse would say, the non point scoring season. So, uh, wasn't it wasn't a bunch of news? Uh, Jeff Wilson got hurt. Uh, so that means that means your boy Trey Sermon now is is a lock for thirteen hundred yards now that uh, Jeff Wilson got hurt. I w- that was actually funny because you have the people. It's funny the Trey Sermon people were saying if you if you think Jeff Wilson was going to matter, you, you know you don't really love Trey Sermon, and I mean Jeff Wilson had some production. I mean it, it's you know he's not a top tier guy. He's not a guy that we're ever saying is going to be an RB one. But he w- he was doing some things, especially late in the season, and you have to believe that he was going to be a guy that was going to take opportunity away from Sermon whether you think he's talented or not I mean it's just he's proved it on on the Shanahan team so him out of the way uh you know just means that Trey Sermon's got to beat out five more guys uh to be the number one there and uh that's a. Uh, that's if Shanahan doesn't go out tomorrow and sign uh, Lev Left Bell and Todd Gurley to the squad. So uh we'll we'll see what happens with that. But since that was really the only bit of real news that happened, man, let, let's let's cut out all the pretense. We'll just kick it right into what we saw on the timeline. And this first one here is from Boyd Killingworth at Dynasty Boyd. Who would you rather own in Dynasty? Deandre Hopkins or Jamar chase. And and I put this up here because we're not going to get to the percentages yet, but the percentages are going to lead us to a, to another discussion, but let's go with your, your thoughts first. Uh, Is it the new, the new hotness or the, uh, the old vet?
1: Well, the easy answer is it depends on your team, right? Like I feel like, I feel like the two are pretty close. Um, value wise, at least Um, if I'm at all like a, a team, not in a like complete rebuild, I I think I'm going Hopkins. Um, I, he's going to, I mean, he gets you 150 targets every year. We don't know that that's going to be the case with chase. Maybe chase is a, an efficient wide receiver on 120 targets, but it's hard to do and put up the points that uh, Hopkins does Um, and the way he plays, it's not like he's like uber athletic. So I feel like he's a guy who could age pretty well. Um, you know, he's, he's really reliant on those hands. I mean, we see guys with incredible hands that, you know, they're typically the ones that can succeed longer because they're not relying on their athleticism as much. So, um, you know, I think, you know, based on the trades I saw during the draft, I think you can get. Hopkins plus for chase. Um, I think that's the the case, but I think as we get closer to the season, it'll start to head back the other direction. Um, so I would say if there's at all a chance that I'm going to be a playoff team, I I want Hopkins.
0: Yeah. To, to me, I almost feel like this isn't team dependent. Now I will say, I like how you wrapped up with your last point. I think right now we're still in the throes of rookie fever. Um, People still have, you know, rookie drafts left to go. I know uh, you and I have one that we're doing together in June. Um, And, you know, I've heard other people, they they still have a few left to go. So we're still in rookie season. But this is is D-Hop. And the reason why it's D-Hop is is that if you're rebuilding – I think two, three weeks into the season, I think D Hop nets you a bigger package of assets than Jamar, unless Jamar Chase kind of hits the ground running like Justin Jefferson did, starting, what was that, week seven, week eight? If he starts that way week one, you know, I'd have to eat my words on that. But, um, We'll have to see what happens because, you know, there are a lot of teams that are doing uh, virtual OTAs and, and, you know, some teams are meeting in person, but some teams are doing this virtually. I'm not sure which group the Bengals fall in, but, um, you know, it's we're still kind of half in, half out on COVID times right now. Like, I mean, we're starting to, to do more things, but we're still not 100% in there yet so you know we'll see we'll see what happens but you know what we we mentioned this on the tweet uh going into this we're gonna have some uh we're gonna have some special guests so we're gonna throw our our first special guest up in
2: here oh
0: hey
2: what's going on hey can you guys hear me we can hear you yeah how y'all doing good how you doing man I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We saw you enjoying the
1: beach earlier today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we made the big move down here from Columbus uh, last year. So, uh, so uh, yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, thanks. I got yep, some Bobby I is at, at Bobby. super Flex
1: junkie. Um, yeah. and, uh, we basically put an open invite to our eliminator crew um, anybody that's in the Eliminator to come join us. So uh, we appreciate you popping in, Bobby.
2: Hey, not a problem, not a problem. Uh, always always uh, glad to jump in, listen to you guys. Uh, you guys really uh, contribute quite a bit to the fantasy community.
0: Really- uh, I, pre- I appreciate that, Bobby. And b- before we let you in on the question, uh, we just asked, you know, it is Eliminator season, and Eliminator season is the start of Scott Fishbowl season. It is. And, I mean, I-, I love this time of year, man. I love being on Twitter and seeing everybody throw their Scott Fishbowl invite up on Twitter. Just the excitement. But besides all of that, I mean, it's for such a good cause, man. We're talking about Toys for Tots. We're talking about Go Uh for, uh, what is that, No Kid Hungry?
1: Uh, um, something pantry. I can't think of what it is. I know I'm a terrible person
0: uh, yeah, for that, are. but I mean I'll admit it. But I mean I the the amount of money you know, John Bosch kind of put screenshots of how much money is being donated just from the Eliminators alone. It's in like the twenty five thousand dollar range already. It is. It is. Um, which is amazing uh bill and i for the second year in a row in our own personal eliminator we're quote unquote auctioning off our picks and and what i mean by that is that we uh we let the entire eliminator know hey um if you guys donate to a charity that means something to you uh once we hit certain thresholds we'll choose someone at random and let them make our pick for that round so uh, we had the 102 in the first round, uh, Christian McCaffrey was selected for us, which,
1: which was really nice,
0: which was really nice because <laughs> Thanks, I, I mean, last year we, we had, uh, we had Devin Funches selected for us, <laughs> you're Right, you're right. Uh, AB
1: when he wasn't on a team,
0: AB when mm-hmm. he wasn't on a team and our team was so bad that we didn't even get to enjoy AB once he was on a team. and was a, we were but, out week one, uh, we were out week one, uh, right. But you know we we've had um, we've had CMC, uh, we've had CMC's quarterback Sam Darnold uh, chosen for us. So um, it's and a lot Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, so we had we have the old New York quarterback connection that has been selected mm. for us. Uh, but you know what? It's a lot of fun uh, for Bill. Well, and it's I. all about, it's all about
1: the giving, you know. It it yeah. is and bill go and I, Pantry.org is the uh, organization so it's pantry. Uh, and yeah. i will remember that the next time we talk about this so i don't sound like a
0: terrible person um <laughs> but yeah bill and i man we actually got this idea last year from south Stefanale, and then this year we were talking about it and we're like let's just do it again like it's so much fun people you know have an opportunity to donate to charities that mean something to them so you know it's just raising money for great causes, and um, it, it makes the Eliminator a little bit more fun for us because we get to kick our feet up and picks get made for us, and we don't really have to worry <laughs> about uh, debating between each other uh, who we like or who we don't like. Uh, our team is our team, and we go to battle, and whatever happens, happens. But um, but now that, now that I did that and uh, we talked about that a little bit, Bobby, we were talking about we had this question from uh, from Boyd here, and he's he's asking who would you rather own in dynasty, and it's you know he's going between DeAndre Hopkins and Jamar Chase. So, uh, Bobby, maybe you, maybe you get this offer in your inbox, uh, Jamar Chase for DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Uh, who do you want? Well, I, personally, I'm a big Nuke fan, so. Um, you know, I, what is he, 27 now, 28? I believe he's uh, 28 now. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think he still has a few years left. Um, but it depends on the, the, the team. You know, it depends on my roster. If I'm in a situation where I really need to think about rebuilding, then, then I might, I might go for, for Chase. But I think nine out of 10 times I'm going with Nuke. And that's just me. But, uh, i'm I'm not uh scared of the uh top top five receivers you know in their late twenties um i'll 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 pick them up every time so sure yeah, I, I would go with Hopkins I so. think
1: we're all on the same page then also i uh my buddy texted me earlier this week asking me why Hopkins has the nickname of nuke do you either of you guys know? No. I do not. So his mother gave it to him because that was the only brand of pacifier he would use. <laughs> well, and that's go. what still is being used Man. to this day. Isn't that's that crazy? Great. That's Dang. great. So yeah, just uh, he's like why is that his nickname? I'm like I googled it within 3 seconds, sent it to him and <laughs> he's like, "Well, thank you for doing my research for me." <laughs>
2: right, but, right, right, right. But yeah,
1: you know, interesting how, you know, we get our nicknames sometimes. And it's
0: amazing because we're talking about, you know, childhood nicknames and how old he is. He will be 29 on June 6th. So uh, it's a nickname that will stick with you forever, apparently. Yeah, next uh, week. (laughs) Happy (laughs) Uh, birthday,
1: (laughs) Newt. So
0: we, uh, but yeah, so I I think we all agree, but this is, and I want to give out the percentages now because this is what kind of spurred this conversation and will spur another one. Fifty-seven point eight percent on the Jamar Chase side and forty-two point two percent on the DeAndre Hopkins side. Right. So right now, if you have Chase and you're you're kind of like Bobby, like, hey, I'll take that older guy. I'll go win me a championship. You could you can get you know Hopkins and maybe a little sweetener, maybe that you oh, know. Yeah. As, as Outhouse likes to say, hey, why don't you throw a third on top of that? You know, he loves getting that extra third and just calling it a deal for a guy who, let's face it, I, I doubted the amount of targets he would get last year going from Houston to Arizona. I said, it's just not going to happen. There's going to be more mouths to feed. We were talking about Christian Kirk and we were talking about, you know, Larry Fitz can still go a little bit, you know, Ken, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds in the, in the back, he got his targets as much as we talked about. He won't get as many targets. He got as many targets. And yes, I know, um, Rondo that chem- Moore
2: is there. That now. Chemistry that kept, sorry to interrupt, Josh, yeah. that chemistry, that chemistry, uh, between he and, and, uh, Kyler is just going to be that much better going yeah. into, going into this season. And you look at a guy like, uh, um, Julio, what is he? 33. Uh, I mean, I think news got at least, least, you know, four more years, if not five, left of good, good quality years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I would, I would go with him. Yeah, and you know, so these these
0: are the kind, you know, and that's you know, people say a lot of different things about Twitter polls. They're this, they're that, but sometimes you can glean these little market inefficiencies and I'm I'm not saying this is going to work in every league because obviously every league is its own marketplace and every league you know if you came to me and I had Hopkins and you said how about Jamar for Hopkins you know straight up I'm gonna be like no nah, I'm gonna keep Hopkins you know I've I've seen him do it and as much as I think Jamar Chase is gonna be a baller in the league it hasn't happened yet and there is always that possibility that something just doesn't click and it doesn't happen so right. i will take the the proven product over the potential and the upside uh in this one but i'll say right now you know if you have if you have jamar chase and you want you know Deandre hopkins throw it out there see what the guy says you know maybe you uh maybe you can work out a deal with some some parts added on or maybe without maybe straight up The Jamar Chase hype is, is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So let's hit this next one from Moses Cleveland at trader underscore fantasy. You have to cut one receiver biggest fear. Whoever's cut turns out to have an incredible career.
1: That's so what it happens every time, right? Like that's listen, that's that's like a psychology. I think that we all kind of have a little bit like, because we all have our people on our rosters right mm-hmm. and it's just like man I know when I cut this guy he's gonna end up being what I was hoping he'd be when I put him on my team
2: but, right right but, right
0: uh, and it, it's interesting you bring up the psychology um because I yeah I have my undergrad in psychology and there there's this phenomenon where like something happens one bad thing happens one time but you remember it forever and you remember (laughs) it occurring a lot more often than it actually does. Bill, you're in a bunch of leagues. Bobby, you're in a bunch of leagues. I'm in some leagues. We've cut in our careers hundreds, if not thousands of players. We've cut them. We've picked up whatever hotness was running around on the waiver wire. And there's probably only been a couple of times that one of those guys that we cut has really kind of risen from the ashes and, and kind of bitten us in the ass. But, man, we don't we don't remember the 1,000 guys that we cut that never did anything. Right. We, we always remember those one or two guys yeah. that, like, we cut, and it's
2: like. This, quest- this question reminds me of, uh, and I'm not a huge, uh, as a Miles Gaskin, I'm not a huge Gaskin fan, but I remember in the, uh, uh, Bill, your league, that, that uh superflex army one that mm. I'm in. i mean i i believe during the startup i i drafted gaskin like you know one of the last picks you know in the, in, in the startup and i held on to him all year long uh, that first year you know didn't didn't do a thing and then uh let him cut him loose and i guess last year you know sure enough he he uh At least help Miami out a little bit. So
1: (laughs) yeah, and he's he's definitely got value now, right? So it's like I believe so, yeah. But it's hard, and that's those things, right? Like because you got to make cuts in the off season and all of that, and it's just like you can't keep everybody. And you know, I was in the same boat with you. Like Gaskin was one of my late round or rookie free agent ads, and I had him on I'd say a quarter of my teams, and then you know same thing that you said you know it's the off season i got to make cuts you know i got to right. add some of the guys that were on my ir back onto my roster and i cut them everywhere right, so right, like i right. had zero gaskin and then by the time i could react to it
2: you know yeah. and i'm not oh, and drew drew oh, yeah.
1: in the uh drew says thanks dad in the chat oh <laughs> he must have <That's>, added him
2: <laughs> he does he's got him on
1: uh,
2: <laughs> another, another league we're in there and um the uh in fact it might not it might have been it might have been uh the league I'm in with him but I'm not losing sleep over Gaskin. it was just I was trying to underscore what you were saying josh yeah. you know mm-hmm. of all the all yep. the cuts that we make where they were they were you know good decisions and we had to do it we always remember that that one or two
0: <laughs>
2: yeah and uh and bobby i don't blame you if you don't uh invite
0: drew over for thanksgiving anymore after he snagged up uh, miles gaskin after you uh after you
2: dropped him you know right, and stuff. Right, right, i right. wouldn't blame
0: you at all he, he can eat he can eat
2: outside on the porch that's what, well that's okay uh <laughs> I, I won the league last year without okay. asking and he and he didn't so that's right <laughs> yeah and that's what he just said he just said he won the league right. so. <laughs>
0: I guess you can come inside, Drew. You can eat at the kid's <laughs> table. You don't get to the adult yeah, table, go. but we'll meet you halfway. But, um, yeah, so so here are his options. And, you know, th- this is just an interesting conversation because I feel like both of these guys are very polarizing. Um, I think you either love these guys or hate these guys. Uh, so Chase Claypool or Brandon Ayoub. So you got to cut one. Who are you cutting, Bill? Let's start with you. Who? Which one of these guys
1: are you cutting? I think I'm cutting. Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Like, (laughs) I'm probably cutting Ayuk. Like, I feel like he's gonna be a serviceable guy, but I think like with this, my view of wide receivers now is just that they're a dime a dozen. And like, yes, he might be like a good wide receiver for a very long time, but I feel like um, Claypool has the tools to be like a dominant elite wide receiver. And so he's the guy I am drawn to of, of the two of those guys. So I'd rather r- risk losing a good wide receiver, you know, for his career to add a guy who could be a, a game changer for my team. So, right. Yeah, I think Claypool's my guy that I'm holding.
0: All right, Bobby, is it uh is it Chase Claypool for you or is it Brandon Ayuk?
2: Well, as Bill said, this is this is pretty close. Um at least to me. Uh I, I think, you know, I could go either way. I'm, I'm before Bill said he was going to go with Claypool, I was thinking, you know what? I'd go Ayuk and the only reason I was thinking I is because I'm a huge Trey Lance fan. I, I think, I think the system out there in San Francisco, um, I just think I, it usually takes several years, you know, for, for, uh, wide receivers to really get into their groove. It, it seems like at least, uh, to, to, to produce in fantasy and, um, I, I, uh, I think I'd probably go with IU. Uh, Claypool's a, a talent, but I, I think, you know, I don't know if Ben's going to make it through this year. Um, That's valid. I, I'm, I'm car- carrying Haskins on a couple teams, you know, but, but I don't know. I just don't know. I, I, uh, I, I think that the, the system out there, I, I, I would probably go ahead and hold on to IU. Dead. But it's, it's really close for me. It could go either way.
1: And if somebody's got to make these cuts, honestly, then they're probably either dominating their league or it's a 16-man roster. Right, right,
0: right. Uh, I was I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, man, is this a cut someone really has to make or is this just a hypothetical we're throwing out there to, <laughs> yeah. to spark conversation? But I, I'm going IU here, and here's the reason why. I I personally was not high on IU pre-draft before he came out uh, in twenty twenty. Man, these years they they just lose all meaning in COVID times. Um he would just he was I thought he was okay. And actually it was kind of weird that San Francisco drafted him because he seemed a little Debo Samuel-ish to me. Like they kind of do the the same things where you can kind of put them in on those end of rounds and do those kind of trick running plays with them and so on and so forth. And I think the reason why the people who liked IUK have so much hope for him this year is because they're saying, well he's proven he can produce, but George Kittle was hurt, Devo Samuel was hurt. I mean the The 49ers were on, like, their fourth and fifth string running backs. I mean, they were decimated on both sides of the ball last year uh, with injury. And I don't know if you can just predict that to happen two years in a row. And I think if they're healthy or mostly healthy, I think Ayuk is the third receiving option on that team. And this is a team that, you know, Bill and I were joking about this before uh, We're joking about this uh, when we were talking about the Jeff Wilson news. I mean, Jeff Wilson goes down. There's still like five running backs that are in the mix to to get touches. So there are a lot of weapons. They like to spread the ball around besides Kittle. I mean, Kittle obviously gets his and then everyone else kind of picks up what he doesn't get. And. In Pittsburgh, and I know we were saying this last year, but I don't think Juju is back in Pittsburgh after this season. The The salary cap is going to go up and somebody's going to pay him. Whether he deserves it or not, that's another conversation for another day. But somebody's going to end up paying him. And Chase Claypool could go from maybe being the wider receiver 2 or 3 on that team to the wide receiver one or two, depending on how you feel about Deontay Johnson. So yeah, give me, give me the guy that I can kind of see, you know, has a path to being the number one receiver on his team, as opposed to a guy that really the only way he becomes the number one receiving option on his team is if everybody gets
1: hurt. Did you just do a flip from the beginning of talking to the end of talking?
0: <laughs>
2: no, I was, I thought you I said
1: I, you the start. So I must, I would, I would cut you. Oh, gotcha, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I misunderstood as well. Okay. Yeah. No,
1: no,
0: no, no. I didn't I didn't talk myself in – I mean, I have done that before. <laughs> yeah. I have talked myself into the other side, but no, not not on this uh, one. Yeah,
1: I, when you said I'm going with Ayuk, I was thinking you meant that's who you would want on your team, but you were oh, saying you okay. would go with cutting him. Gotcha. No, no,
0: no. I, I, yeah, in this scenario, if I have to pick one person to cut, um, I am cutting Ayuk. Uh, okay. But, hey, Bill, I've done it before. We've seen me do it, so I, I don't blame you for uh, – for questioning.
1: Well, I mean, if, no, it would have been amazing because that would have been like a pretty incredible transition from the beginning <laughs> to the end of that. So,
0: I mean, look, sometimes you you look at these, these polls and you look at these questions and just your gut instinct says, hey, I'm going go to go to this side of it. And then as you kind of like do a little bit more of a deep dive, maybe you look at stats, maybe you look at, you know, rosters and depth charts, whatever you look at, you go. Man, my gut instinct on this was just all wrong. You know, it really should have been the other side. And, uh, you know, hey, it happens sometimes. So, all uh, right. So we got that one. Uh, let's go to Chris Moschinski. I should actually ask Chris how to pronounce his last name since we're in an eliminator together. Sorry, Chris. Um, at the commission FF. So, I, I like this one because there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, he says, "My bet is that Rogers stays with the Packers." Talking about Aaron Rodgers here. Julio Jones is out of Atlanta and wants to win. So, why would he choose New England? He says, "I'd like to see him in Indy. That would be interesting." So, I want to I want to break down each of the individual parts of this, and we'll we'll tackle them all separately. So we'll start with this one. He says his bet is that Rodgers stays with the Packers. Um, Bobby, do you agree with that statement? Or do you think that maybe Rodgers is on the way out?
2: I think he's on his way out. And uh, that's not conventional wisdom uh, would, would suggest that he's probably going to stay. But uh, And I'm a huge Rodgers guy. I, I uh, you yeah, know, I'm the old guy. <laughs> I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take these guys, you know. And I um, uh, got him from Drew in that other league. but I forget, what I, I gave him <laughs> for? I gave him last year. I gave him my know, 105, maybe. Okay. Um, and Fitzmagic for uh, for Rogers. I forget, but um, Probably anyway, helped you last year. He did. He really did. Um and and uh i would i would say that conventional wisdom says he stays but i think he's i think he's out of there i think i think he wants to be gone i think he's he's some comments i just uh, heard or read uh within last day or two from rogers suggests that he's trying to position himself to say hey you know what it's a philosophical thing with with the front office uh, I really love Gene, and we all know he's a diva, um, you know, when it comes to, 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 you know, NFL quarterbacks and, and, uh, and he can be that way. I mean, he's, 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 he's that good. Um, he's, he's, I think he, you know, got the MVP. He sold Brady did. He's, he's saying to himself, he, he looked back, but, uh Peyton Manning, you know, left Indy and, and went, went to Denver. I think he's, uh positioning himself to 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 move on now green bay's got to let him go and uh yeah, that's a whole other story but i you know i don't know how you make it work if if the guy doesn't want to be there and so i that that's my take you know i have no i i, I what do i know but uh, i'd say i'd say he's probably gonna gonna end up playing somewhere else so we'll see
0: all right bill Um, he, uh, he is a quarterback in your division, uh, a rival of the, uh, vaunted Detroit Lions. So (laughs) is he staying or is he going?
1: So I agree with everything that Bobby says. I think that like, you know, he definitely is pushing for that to happen. And I think it's all going to become a battle of wills because I don't think, you know, like, what are you going to get that's going to be worth it to move him? And that that's going to be ultimately what it comes down to. And if I'm Green Bay and I'm not happy with Jordan Love and, you know, I still feel like we have a year or two left of, you know, truly competing or contending, then why? I'm going to do everything I can to prevent him from leaving. And, hope that because the team is good enough and he has seen where you know they get so far into the playoffs that maybe, you know, it's just a matter of winning a game you're in the Super Bowl. And so I think that they're hoping that he'll calm down. And I I, I think that you know it's ultimately down to a game of chicken, right? And who's gonna give first. And um That I don't know the answer to. But if I was going to, like, I was kind of on the other side of the fence here. Like, I I think that he ends up with Green Bay. But he's doing everything he can to position himself to show, like, hey, I got these other options. You know, I can go do this or I can go do that. And, you know, like, trying to at least, you know, not not give them a read on, like, what he really will do if they – you know, come to the point where he has to decide whether he plays for green Bay or retires. So yeah, we'll see. It's, it's really interesting. And you know, that, that's obviously going to be the biggest story this, you know, next few months to see what happens.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is a real interesting kind of scenario with Rogers because personally, I don't think he has much leverage in the situation. Yeah. He's unhappy. He, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like management, you know, the GM, the, you know, he doesn't like the way he's drafted, so on and so forth. But, I mean, your contract says that you're going to be there at least this year, and, unless you you decide to retire or something like that, which I don't think he's going to do. But, you know, he's obviously unhappy. He's made it known he's unhappy. But I guess what he can say is, you know, they can cut them next year for $17 million. And while that sounds like a ton of money, I mean, we've been seeing these teams pay to get rid of guys that they don't want anymore. I mean, the Eagles, I think, ponied up like $30 million just to get rid of Carson Wentz. Um, I think there was a ton of money in the Jared Goff deal as well that the Rams had to had to pay up. So, teams I think are starting to treat the quarterback position kind of like they treat every other position. Uh, you know, we'll eat a bad contract if we have to in order to get the guy off the team. So, if Rodgers decides that he's just going to, you know, do whatever he feels like doing, um there were you know rumors when Mike McCarthy was there that he was calling his own plays in the huddle if he starts doing stuff like that maybe he forces their hand and they cut him and in that case then they got nothing for him I don't know I think he stays but I kind of flip-flop on this every day there are some days that I'm like nah they're gonna trade him it's just too much of a headache and there are other days where I'm like he doesn't really have the leverage and you know they're he's going to stay. So, yeah.
1: So like everything that's like factual is, is the leverage is on green Bay's side. Like Mm -hmm. they have a three years of him under contract. You know, they have a successful team where they think, you know, they're hoping he stays so they can still compete. And then his are all, you know, get bent. And it like is either I'm going to retire, which is not a positive thing for him, or he has to look like an ass by, you know, basically imploding his situation. So, I mean, looking at it that way, like if we're just going conventional wisdom, like Bobby said, or logically, you know, thinking that process out, I think Green Bay looks like the favorite, you know, here. But, you know, sometimes you got to just say, hey, this guy gave us X number of years of great service. Maybe we just need to respect his, you know, desire to leave teams. And, and do that. Well, and,
0: and I'm also curious because uh, Bobby brought up, you know, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning technically gets cut by Indy and then goes to Denver, wins a Super Bowl. His situation was a little different. He had just gotten the neck surgery. Indy was unsure of what he was going to be. Plus, they had the number one pick, and that happened to be Andrew Luck. You know, but this this kind of mirrors the Tom Brady situation a little bit where, you know, things were leaking in the press that Brady and Belichick were not getting along. They weren't agreeing on stuff. They finally told Brady to kick rocks and he goes to Tampa Bay and wins the Super Bowl. And as much as we like to look at this logically and we like to believe that people that work in NFL front offices are robots and machines and Emotion doesn't play into any decision that they make. It's just not true. And I wonder if, you know, the higher ups there go are worried that maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets cut after this year or maybe he plays out another two years, but then goes somewhere else. And wins a bunch of championships and they got nothing for him. So it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting because there's so many little wrinkles on both sides. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't show up to OTAs, which he's always done. He's vacationing in Hawaii with his girlfriend, fiance. I'm not sure what she is exactly, but his his partner. And, um, you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. Chilling while you guys are in Green Bay, you know, busting your ass. So he's already kind of starting to to take the steps to show the team that you know he's going to do, you know, what he has to do contractually, but everything else he's uh, he's going to be out on. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. But now let's move it to to the second part of Chris's tweet here. Um, he believes that Julio Jones is out of Atlanta. Um, and he wants to win. So why would he choose New England? He'd like to see him in Indy. So uh before we get into that, let's uh let let's add our our boy, our Dap Network brother, Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. You know him from probably any podcast that you listen to he hosts them all now at this point he technically <laughs> hosts this one that. too but he just he just shows up when he wants to so uh rocky how you doing man
3: hey good how's it going guys I you sent out the open invite so i figured i wanted to hop on before the end of the show I, I am not alone in this room so if if my son is making too much noise in the background let me know and i'll get the hell out
0: that's a that's a fair uh, a fair deal there so so rocky we were we were just talking about uh chris's tweet chris had a multi layer tweet here but the the part of it we're talking about rap right now is julio um he believes that julio's out of atlanta he's gonna be gone um and he asked why he would choose new england now my thing is is that I doubt highly Atlanta is cutting him, so the choice may not be his to have. Even though, you know, we all um, heard about the uh, the phone call on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. He wants out of Atlanta. He doesn't want to go to Dallas. Um, So
3: I I must say I did enjoy that part.
0: I mean. That's fine. We got, we got, we got three receivers. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't
3: want to come to Philly either though. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I heard that and I was just like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Why would you want to deal with, you know, Cooper, CD lamb and Michael Gallup? I mean, it just personally, what makes sense to me if I was a receiver that still thinks that, you know, I'm a top 10 guy, I wouldn't want to have to deal with all that. But, um, so I don't think the choice would be his, but. Rocky, I'll start with you. Do you think Julio is out of Atlanta? And if you do think he's out of Atlanta, where do you think he's showing up?
3: I do think he's out of Atlanta. I mean, the, the stories have come out that he he wants to be out of Atlanta, and it makes too much sense for them not to to get rid of him too. I mean, they can't sign all their draft picks right now. I mean, I think a, another story came out that they either have to – Cutter restructure him or trade to restructure him or either him or Grady Jarrett on, on defense to even be able to sign their draft picks. So I definitely think he's there. I think it's just a matter of waiting until after June 1st so that the cap hit is lessened. Um, I, I don't know where. I mean, the place that makes the most sense with everything. Oh, I don't, actually. I don't know if it makes sense cap. Well, there's two places actually, then because one makes more sense cap wise. But the, the place I'd love to see him go is Tennessee. Um, cause he said he wants to win that that makes sense in that regard. And, and they could certainly use another receiver. It'd be nice for fantasy. Uh, I could definitely see him on the other side, you know, with, uh, AJ Brown. And then the other place that, that sprung to mind immediately for me was the, uh, the Colts where they do have the cap space also not exactly loaded at receiver. Um, and and also primed to win. So I mean, those those seemed like two. And they get them out of the NFC as well. If they actually think they're going to be winning anything this year, they probably don't want them in the NFC anyway.
0: No, nah, So I like that. So uh, according to Rocky, he's out, and it would be nice to see him in Tennessee or in um, Indy. Uh, Indy. Boy, I just totally mind blanked on that. Um. All right, Bobby is is Julio staying
2: in? atlanta or is he going somewhere else boy i i i tend to lean with you josh and 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 feel like i don't really know i i kind of sense that atlanta would be stupid to let him go um you know and hold on to him and you know it's gonna it's gonna come down to cap space like rocky was saying um uh, i don't think tennessee they're gonna have to get pretty thrifty if they're going to be able to squeeze them in there, uh, Indy could probably do it, um, but I don't know. Uh, I guess he could end up in Cleveland or, <laughs> um, I, I guess, New England. But I, I, I tend to think he's going to stay. Uh, not that he necessarily wants to, but uh, um, you know, he might not have a choice. You know, it, it depends on what what the front office in Atlanta does. I guess is um, so. Uh, I say he stays in Atlanta. Um, All right. So we got
0: we got one for one against Bill. Is he is he staying or is he going?
1: I think that both sides kind of want him to go, um, just based on the finances, and he wants to go. So I don't think they necessarily want him to go, but I think they understand that they need to. Um, you know, I thought that the uh, the Browns were an interesting one, um, but I don't know how their their salary cap is. They oh, it looks cur- like they got like twenty one million. Yeah, I they was do. I was looking they at do. that myself, and I, that so was- like that would be really interesting. Like, I mean, like that's kind of like a dark horse one. I kind of would be interested in seeing that. I, it'd be. I wonder if OBJ let gets cut or something then. You know, or if they, or if they have the three of them, you know, the two of them and Jarvis out there, that would be super interesting and fun to watch. Indy, um, also, I, I mean, I like that idea. Um, that would be a lot of fun, you know, having Pittman, uh, maybe Paris Campbell, you know, kind of in the middle, and Julio on the other side. Um, take a lot of pressure out of your second-year wide receiver. Um, so that would be pretty interesting as well. Um, you know, of course the Titans are the one that everybody kind of wants because AJ Brown's been so, I was just going to say, including AJ Brown. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'm kind of like looking at like the teams that have a lot of space. I mean, it's the Jags. Like, I don't see them doing it. I don't see him wanting to do that. Um, like the Browns make a lot of sense. The chargers, that could be interesting. Um they're right around the same spot as the Bills. Um that would actually be a lot of fun. Julio on one side, you know, you got Keenan. <laughs> oh jeez. That would be uh some fun. So, um there's some interesting ones out there and and I would love to see him go somewhere where there's like a you know, like a pretty solid offense. Like so as much as a, as exciting as the Browns are, I, I think like the Chargers would be more interesting for me, I think right
0: so so bill bill stole my thunder because i was looking up teams available cap space and i was like
1: well i just rattled off half the nfl so it's easy to do that (laughs) that's fine i I,
0: while you were talking i found another team that you didn't rattle off so uh cool but yeah uh i looked at cleveland and i didn't realize they had like 21 million dollars in available cap space so i was like okay that that would be interesting but but bill stole that one (sighs) julio's a funny one because i feel like I think it was either Bill or Bobby said, I think Julio wants to be gone. And I think Atlanta wants him to be gone.
2: I'm, said that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm wondering if the trade compensation is going to be the biggest thing that actually holds this whole thing up. Cause you know, all the reports are out there. They want a first round pick. All right. Like, No one's giving you a first round pick. I think we all know that. Uh, That's the starting point, you know, in the negotiation. You know, we do it when we make trades. You know, we might send that first offer. It obviously leans in our direction. And it's the starting point so that we can get, you know, to the middle. But, you know, what if, you know, they're really looking for a second and no one's going to offer that? Is that going to prevent them from getting this contract out, or are they going to be so locked in? And the issue is, is that this is a, this is a brand new general manager, so we don't know what his his style is. We don't know what his thought process is. Um, I don't, so I, I don't I'm, know, I don't you know, ahead.
2: Josh. If it – I mean, yeah, it to come down to what you can get for him. But I, I the thing I don't under really know on a personal level is is what their front office is looking at how how important is it for them to unload that 66 million that is that he's gotten three over three years to you know is that something that's going to free them up in such a way that they're they're willing to maybe take a little bit less in a trade or something along those lines so that's that's where the rubber is going to hit the road i think and and uh i don't know it's um seems like seems like he could really benefit their team mm-hmm. uh, especially as as you know Pitts comes on you know and give get it doesn't put a whole lot on Pitts that first year you know um because they've got they've got Ridley and 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 Julio so i don't know but they might just want it like like bill said that maybe both sides want him gone i i, I kind of think well I don't know, we'll see. Like Rocky, you're the one who said after 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 the first of June, we'll find out, won't we?
3: Yeah, and I think that I don't think they're gonna get more than a third just because of his age in that contract. I don't I think you're topping out at a third. Mm. And,
0: And and that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like you know, take your third and go. But if they're like dead set on we're not taking anything less than a second, it's like okay. And this is like a, a really weird situation because everything Atlanta has done this offseason has led everyone to believe that like they're making a last ditch effort to try to win something. I mean, they restructured um, Matt Ryan's contract, they draft Pitts in, you know, at four instead of maybe taking the QB of the future. And so, Trading Julio away is kind of counterproductive to the we're all in strategy. But, you know, this is why I'm like, really, I, I don't know, that which is my answer. And it's a lame answer and I get it. But like, it, you can argue this from both sides real easily. But I think a team that would be interesting to see Julio go to since Bill stole Cleveland from me is
2: San Francisco. Uh, I didn't know you were going to go with San Fran or, or, or the Cardinals, uh, and you went with San Fran there. San Fran, you know,
0: he can he can go there. Kittle is the monster as long as he's healthy. Um, but, you know, Julio would be the number one receiver on that team walking in the door. So, and – I mean, yeah, they got wrecked by injuries last year, which led them to, you know, a not that great record. But two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. So they're not a bad team if they can stay relatively healthy. And I think Julio just kind of helps, you know, bring that along. And let's face it, if if the game plan is to have Trey Lance start after the first month or two of the season, whatever their, their plan for Lance is, why don't you just give them a big ass receiver that, you know, catches everything except for touchdowns and you know, just make make that transition a little bit easier. For
3: Lance, I was gonna say if Julio goes there, I mean, what uh, what happens to Lance's value? Because he, he's already QB ten in ADP, which I think is ridiculous.
0: QB um, one with a bullet.
3: Yeah, he's like
1: is he a QB two.
3: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? He's better than Mahomes.
1: <laughs> he just went 101 today in a um in a rookie draft that started today for me.
3: Uh, was that, yeah, I think you said that in, in one of our chats, and, and then oh, the guy yeah, at one hundred and two was was upset about it or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, he ended up
1: taking Lawrence, but <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah, what what a
0: <laughs> crappy consolation prize. <laughs> guy gets Trevor Lawrence at one hundred and two. I haven't I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence anywhere but one hundred and one in any of my rookie drafts. And this guy, unless gets...
1: the guy, the first drafter has like four picks or something yeah. like that, right, like, right, so. yeah, right? They make invitation on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: one twelve. <112. laughs> By the way, shameless plug for that. If you still haven't watched that, go to J Mike at J Mike Check and just check that out. It would take you like ten, maybe fifteen was, minutes to watch the whole thing. That was a lot of fun. It amazing. is freaking gold. It is, I, J Mike did an amazing job with that. He made it fun. I love Russ uh talking about the fact that it uh it messed up the trade addicts ADP. <laughs> but uh but uh it's it's so much fun. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It, it's so much he, he says that in everything that he does that he takes he takes that draft out of his ADP because it just everything <laughs> is is wonky. But yeah, I mean and you know what J Mike worked that's a lot of work to get every pick. Uh so he deserved to have as much fun with it as he did. So um if you if you like to laugh and you like to uh to see somebody really just have some fun with something, check that out, you'll enjoy it. Um so all right, so we got we got a couple people saying he's gone. We have someone saying he's staying. We got me who doesn't know what to say. But then we got some fun teams that uh, would be interesting to see him see him show up and uh ball out. And if he does get traded, the landing spot is going to be so interesting to determine on whether his uh, his value goes slightly up or slightly down because I don't think any situation, you know, kind of rockets him up. I think his value is kind of what it is due to, you know, his age. So, but it'll, it'll be fun anyway.
2: Um, But. I agree with Rocky though, about the, the third, it's not just his age, but he's has he has trouble staying on the field as well. So. Um, yeah. But And, you know,
0: Chris mentions here what, why would he choose New England? And, I mean, I think that's a valid point. I mean, not that he has a choice in the matter, but if he got traded to New England, I don't think <laughs> – I don't think – I mean, he says he wants to win. So, you know, what do we what do we predict for New England? You know, what do they top out at? Maybe, you know, nine wins, you know?
3: Yeah, you know, less Julio's mind, he just equates Belichick with winning despite Cam and last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and your choices in that situation is like, all right, so what if what if Cam is just toast? All right, so then you go to Mac Jones, and we haven't seen Mac Jones do a, a damn thing in the league yet. So as much as we want to say he, he processes like Brady and all, listen, Tom Brady is, you know, we've been it, calling it, Kyle Pitts a unicorn. Tom Brady is a unicorn in the fact that, like, The dude doesn't run, (laughs) but he just, he's mentally just superior. He just, the way he processes the game and the way he watches film and the way he breaks things down is like very few people on this planet can do. And to just say that Mac Jones can walk in Day one and do that, I think, is a very tall order.
3: That's what I was going to say. Even if Mac Jones ends up, by some miracle, being as good as Tom Brady, I doubt he's going to be that good in 2021.
0: Exactly. Because, you know, let's face it, Tom Brady was, you know, second and third string quarterback for two or three years before he even stepped onto a field. So uh, he needed that time to season. And uh, Mac Jones, I think, will need. Some of the same. I think he'll need some time to uh, get acclimated to the NFL. So, um, yeah, I you know if I was Julio, I wouldn't want to get traded to New England either. Um, all right, so let's hit this next one here. This is from uh, our boy from the FTC. What's the FTC? The Fantasy Timeline Chat. If you want to be in it, Rocky's in it. Bobby's in it. Uh, We're in it. It's always fun. We're always talking about different things. We're usually uh, during the draft. It was fun. We were usually uh, talking about uh, someone going to Atlanta uh, during the draft uh, and messing with Justin. So that was that was fun. Um, But short logic says, don't worry about overpaying. And he puts that in quotes for a player during an auction waiver, claim or trade. Every player that is won in auction or waiver claim was won by someone willing to pay more than everyone else in that league. You have to pay you have to overpay to get anyone. It's just how it is. Um, so I thought that was interesting because the the term overpay to me is it almost doesn't hold meaning because what I consider an overpay you may consider to be value or you may consider to be underpaying for that guy you know because we all value players differently you know rocky and i will have a good time going back and forth on different players you know he values a guy more than i do or i value someone more than he does and it's always good to have those debates bill and i do the same thing damn near every week on this show because you know trey sermon is barry sanders jr you
1: love joe flacco
0: hey listen statistically better than Sam Darnold last year. Um, So, you know, we, we have those, we have those, you know, discussions too. We just all value guys differently, you know, and, you know, I'm sure Bobby and I could get into discussions about guys that we value differently. So the term overpay is kind of, it almost is meaningless because you may look at uh, someone that I traded for and say I overpaid for him. And I may look at the same trade and say, I think that's what his value is. I think I paid what the value
1: is. So do you think think overpay is based off of groupthink? Like, so Mm -hmm. whatever Twitter says value is like, I think that's everything that the word overpay is based off of. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think that's a a great way to um, define the word overpay in this situation. But I think, you know, I can speak for all of us and if I'm wrong, you can let me know. I think we're all willing to, at least in our minds and based on our values, overpay for someone if we really like them. You know, if if there's a guy that we just were like, this is my guy, we're willing to overpay, you know, and a lot of times what we consider overpays now are underpays two years from now. I mean, think about, you know, think about people who were, you know, Taking, yeah, I'm trying to think of a guy off the top of my head, and I probably shouldn't have done that because it's not coming to me. But oh, Josh Allen, I mean, in rookie drafts, Josh Allen was dropping to bottom of the first, top of the second, even in super flex drafts. And now, you know, and, and by the way, the people that were taking Josh Allen were getting laughed at for taking them where they took him. And now, you know, in startups, Josh Allen is, you know, 102, 103. You know, he's not even making it to the to the second round of startup drafts. So, you know, what what do you guys think about that? Do you think you have to overpay to get your guy? Anybody can start. I,
3: I I'm willing to overpay to get my guy, but I don't think you have to. I don't think any I forget what the exact quote you said, Shor logic said, but I don't think you're overpaying for anybody that you get or, or whatever it is he said. Um, but I'm definitely. I mean, I think I kind of did. Uh, we talked about on Trade Addicts this week. I I traded Joe Mixon um, for Deontay, which is all our guys, um, yep. and and a little plus. And uh, I think everybody was kind of on the Mixon side, but but you know I. I'm a huge Deontay guy. I wanted to get him. I, I don't know that I have a, a real contending team in that league anyway. Joe Mixon's a 25-year-old running back. But I think market value, Twitter value, I probably paid too much. The the guy I got with them was Denzel Mims, which is sort of whatever. So I think the value probably wasn't enough by a lot of people's mind. But in my mind, it was. So did I did I ever pay? Maybe. But it was worth it to me.
0: And it's funny because, you know, and I, none of us know the future, but – Two years from now, Deontay could be, you know, the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, still getting 130, 40, 50 targets, whatever he gets. And, you know, Joe Mixon is on another team as a backup maybe because, like you said, he's already a 25-year-old running back. And as much as, you know, we're fine with our 27, 28, 29-year-old wide receivers, those 26 27 year old running backs usually hit that wall and you know aren't producing what you want them to and you know yeah 2 years from now we could talk about the same trade and be like rocky fleeced this guy you know he you know all he had to do was give up joe mixon and he got Deontay johnson plus so uh yeah i, I like that um or bobby bill whoever wants to go next
2: yeah, I, I I agree with what Rocky said. Um, you know, it's 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 the same as like in a startup uh, snake draft. I mean, if 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 your guy, if you know you got to take your guy a little earlier than than uh then because he's not going to be there when you come around in the next round or something, then you do it. You know, and and uh, it's it's, it's all relative uh, in an auction draft. If you, if you pay a little bit more because that's the guy you want to get, you do it. So I, I guess overpay the term. I, I think it is kind of relative in a sense that, that, uh, um, like what Bill was saying, it's, it's kind of a group think, you know, that's where the, you know, the term, you know, it's whatever Twitter says perhaps, but, um, I don't know. Uh, We've all done it, and and you know if that's if that's your, if it's if it's the player that you want to acquire, I see nothing wrong with it, and and uh, so I, I I guess I forget the question or the statement that um that that you read, but I I, I guess I agree, you know that it is it is you know you I don't, I don't really like the term overpay because because I. I I don't consider it. I think that's what you're saying, Josh. Yeah. I don't consider it overpaying if, if it's, if, if we think the value's there. Right. And, um, yeah. yeah so. Yeah.
1: And like, it's interesting because like early on I would go onto Reddit and read dynasty and, and the values are so grossly different. Like if you go to Reddit and yeah. then if you go to Twitter yeah. and so that tells you right there that, there is a lot of groupthink when you get all these people together and they're all discussing it and it's the same opinions getting, you know, pushed. And, and so as much as you, like, and I, and I always see like these questions on Twitter, like, what do we think? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, see the problem is you're going to everybody else to make your decision. So you got you gotta be critically, you know, think critically and just make the decision on your own. Because as much as I, you know, maybe Rocky or Josh or Bobby really want, really believes in certain players. So they want to grab those individuals. Whereas I'm like a guy who will go, I'm always going to buy somebody who I think is like, this isn't an auction, like just who might be going 25% less than a particular player, but I feel like there are similar players. So then I feel like I quote unquote underpaid there, but you know, it it ultimately it's I agree with the comment that there is no overpay. um, If that's what you're willing to pay. And I think that was his point more so. Um, So like, that's, that's kind of, I agree with that. It's just once everybody gets caught up in like what consensus says or a trade calculator says or ADP says or, you know, there's so many different things that people base their um, values off of. And you have to have a, like a, a standard like value just to like have conversation. I get that. But like you do also have to think critically for yourself and make those decisions.
3: Yeah. And- everybody started talking once um the other thing i was just gonna say is the other thing too is i mean twitter's not in your league like what could seem like an overpay is every league is its own market it, like I, I i had recently did another trade that a lot of people i think might consider an overpay where i traded uh chase claypool for tom brady um and i tried to sell claypool for for more younger, more fluid. I tried to get draft picks. I tried to move up in the draft, the rookie draft with them. Uh, I I tried other things. Nobody wants, seems to want Jay. I I thought Chase Kleeful had some hype around but nobody seems (laughs) to want him right now. So, uh, and and of course, my quarterbacks are, are, you know, kind of iffy the way that my quarterbacks usually are. Um, Dumpster fire? Not, I wouldn't say dumpster fire, but not great. Um, so so I figured I'd take Brady. I do have a contending team otherwise, and I, I got a quarterback without giving one up, so it was worth it to me. And uh, but yeah, I mean every league is its own market, is mainly the main point I wanted to make. So I mean that it might seem like an overpay, but nobody was paying anything for claypool. So to me it was worth it.
2: Right.
0: And by the uh, way, Rocky, you got a lot of you got a lot of crap for that deal. I, I won a sixteen team super flex with Tom Brady as my only legitimate quarterback and then just kind of piling in things in that super flex spot. So I'm with you in, <laughs> in a super flex league. Yep. And who knows? I mean, at this point, Tom Brady will probably play longer than chase play yeah. anyway. So yeah, I well, got I,
3: I have my quitter back now for the next five
0: years. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I didn't overpay. I, I might've been in your league. I think it wasn't in, in, in this superflex army one i acquired brady i i i've got murray and i've got watson and of course watson with the whole thing Yeah, you know, i had dalton <laughs> but uh, uh one of the one of the guys who took one of the orphans who came in i i i went ahead and was able to acquire brady from him but i i, I probably overpaid in most people's eyes i gave up cooper cup and uh well and dalton you know so but but this but this is a league where uh, having a starting QB period is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, I mean, I mean, I only play superflex except for a home league, you know, a redraft league, um, and this is you know that that superflex army one league is the hardest one I have found to acquire quarterbacks in. You know, and, and uh, it's it's so. To me, it wasn't an, it wasn't really an overpay because I needed I needed that safety valve, um, you know, with with a uh, with Watson the drama. I'm, I'm treating Watson. I've got Watson on every team that I, every league that I'm in, and uh, I'm treating, Wow. Yeah. Well, I I was I did well last year, and yeah. a lot of the league <laughs> in a lot of these yeah. leagues. It wasn't just Watson, but but the thing is, is I'm treating him. I'm treating him as if he's a uh, uh Season ending uh injury. yeah yep and, and I think I, that's, that's the right thought that's process way I'm in to trim but but yeah, yeah, overpay, I don't know if I really like that term that
0: much so and yeah. look Bill, Bill, you know I'll wrap it up with this. Bill and I joke around all, all the time about Trey Sermon, but we we obviously have different feelings on him. We could both look at the same trade Bill and I and it, it deals with Trey sermon and Bill could be like, you know what I think this is appropriate value. And I'm going to be like, you pay too much.
1: I mean, it. and you're like Rocky, man. You just keep putting words in my mouth. Like, <laughs> like, you know, Rocky was Rocky saying like I uh, You said, you Trey said Sermon, Trey Sermon, no matter Sermon, what
0: you said, Trey Sermon <laughs> would have 1300 yards. I feel
1: I, like you I, made a comment because you didn't like Trey Sermon. And I go watch Trey Sermon get 1300 yards. I didn't say he was well, going to. And I then was you joking bet it, because so you hated you him so it. much.
0: You bet it, so you have to think he is. I didn't
1: bet anything you said. Well, how am I? I'm not even involved in the bet. Your I bet like was. Chase if Sermon. you did think 1,300 I think Sermon's I'll wear this. Well.
2: I think, I think, I think, Sermon's going to do well. Of course, um, uh, – you know, I bleed scarlet and gray. So, hey, uh, but, a lot, but uh, a lot of good running backs have come from that school.
0: That that can't be argued. So,
2: <laughs> well, uh, this kid Mitchell, uh, watch out for him. Yeah, you know, he could. Yeah, you know, but I think sermon. I, I think sermon's going to to dominate that backfield. Uh, by the, end of the, by the end of the year,
3: he's already right? got Jeff Wilson out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> You
2: caught him in the
0: back
1: of the leg.
2: Didn't oh, yeah, you? I don't. And I don't know. And I don't know one share Trey Sermon. I wish I did.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Me neither. I I will not. So that I don't fine. have any running back outside of Najee Harris. Like, in from all of my rookie drafts, so. Oh. All right, we're gonna
0: go through. We're gonna speed around this last one so we can get out of here. Uh, this is from Jacob Vines at JSnake underscore DFF. Who do you think can be the next Darren Waller, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanya type tight end this year? I'm talking oh. someone you can pick up off the waiver wire right now. So um, just hit us with a name, and we'll roll out on that. And that's a tough one because. I usually play in some pretty deep leagues. Yeah. So, so the guys on the waiver wire. So I, w- I won't go waiver wire, but someone that you can probably acquire for pretty cheap um, if they're not on your waiver wire.
2: Um, who wants to start? Well, I'm a Jarvin fan. You know, I, I think, I think Blake Jarvin jarwin is gonna gonna have a a big year he's probably not a waiver wire no Um, yeah definitely not but i think you can get him for cheap yeah ish ish yeah i I would say cheapish so it's probably not a great answer but that was the first thing you know that that jumped out of my head is i think he's gonna i think he's gonna really uh have the year he should have had last year all right
3: who's next the first one that popped into my head is also not a waiver wire guy, um, but probably someone you can get fairly cheap, and he's not going to be while we're Logan Thomas good, I don't think. But Anthony Ferkser uh, is the one that occurred to me. Uh, yeah, there's not much else there in Tennessee, as we talked about earlier. he's uh, basically him and A.J. Brown and and what, Josh Reynolds and some rookies. So. And it's not like Derrick Henry's uh, racking up catches either. So (laughs) uh, the volume has to go somewhere. So I I could see him being much more uh, of a viable guy, but I I don't see him going into that elite range, but definitely a guy who could finish maybe if everything breaks right, as like a mid
1: tight end one. All right, Bill. Yeah. So I, for waivers, I'm kind of trying to dig deep. Um, (laughs) Since I plugged this, you know, I put this, question on there but it's not super deep but i think dan arnold's an interesting one um you can get him for super cheap um carolina you know ian thomas really never did anything maybe uh dan arnold's a wide receiver converted to uh tight end so you know maybe there's something there um you know a young player that i'd be interested in seeing how he develops because he looked really good his rookie year is harrison bryant um, is it Harrison? I always, which Bryant? Yeah, the yeah the, 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 the one in Cleveland is Harrison. Yeah. yeah, and just because they like to run two tight end sets, you know, I think Hooper's definitely going to be there. But I think Bryant was interesting, and and he showed enough as a rookie that I'm intrigued by him moving forward. Uh, but I don't think he has the chance to be anything like these other guys. I think. Uh, Dan Arnold really being the only receiving option is somebody I would be more interested in for this year for like ceiling, even though the likelihood of it happening is quite low.
0: Uh, well, I'm Bill, and, and the question is too, is, you know, we're talking about, you know, Logan Thomas and Robert Tanya of last year. I'm sure if we had talked about those guys last year, you probably would have said the same thing. Yeah, you're right. I don't really see it happening, but I guess it could. So I am going to go waiver wire because Bobby actually – took my Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin was going to be I'm oh sorry. I was trying to leave hey, I was trying man. to leave Mo
2: Alley Cox out there for you. Listen, you
0: you made you made me do a little extra work and I'm glad that you did. <laughs> because I am going to go with a guy that you probably can get off your waiver wire unless you are really, you know, in some deep rookie dress. Uh it's actually uh Logan Thomas's teammate Samus Reyes. He is a six foot five Ex Chilean basketball player who the Reds or they don't they're not that anymore. The football team uh, signed through the international pathway program. Um, We we know that uh, Fitz Magic he loves to just chuck it in the air and see what happens. And being a uh, six foot five basketball player with some good footwork may lead to may lead to a breakout. Probably won't. But if we're going to go deep dive and we're going to go into guys that we're not talking about, Samus Reyes. He's probably on your waiver wire. And if that, you know, you're just looking for a shot in the dark lottery ticket, why not get a guy who's six foot five and used to play basketball?
3: Yeah, and I I think his athletic testing was like off the charts. Oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah, Insane. Insane. One other, um, by possible waiver wire guy, I did think of while you guys were talking, and this would probably require an injury to Jared Cook, but but Donald Parham in San Diego. I'm um, San word. Diego. Jesus, I'm old. Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> Listen, I almost said something, so we're we're at the end here. Yeah, the Chargers. Let's just go with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, we got we got some good ones, guys. You could probably trade for cheap, or guys that you can find on your waiver wire. So uh, you know, want, want to thank Bobby for coming on. Want to thank Rocky for coming on. We threw the invite; these guys, the the smart uh, Dynasty minds, just jumped up and uh, helped us out, made the show that much better. Uh, want to thank the chat. Chat was going off. Drew was uh, Drew was going back and forth about uh, taking uh, taking Miles Gaskin, but then losing the league. So that was that was some fun back and forth. Uh, thank you for everyone who watch us on YouTube. Remember to subscribe and hit the bell when you uh, so you know when we're ready to go. Everyone listening to podcast form, thank you make sure you subscribe um, and make sure you tell everybody you know about it. And on that note, Bill, we are out of here.
2: Thanks guys. Late.